0: East Forest is a medicine man who just happens to be incredibly talented at making music. I'd love having these conversations with him. He spent enough time on the spiritual path, enough time with Ram Dass, enough time on his own journey that I literally learn from him. And that's such a pleasure when I get into a conversation and there's someone there that's genuinely teaching me and actually expanding upon my greatest idea. I'll lay out my greatest idea and East Forest will be like, yes! And here's how it's even better. And that's what this podcast was. It was an absolute pleasure, and I can't wait to share it with y'all. But before we get started, I want to talk to you about trifecta nutrition. Now, if you read my book, Own the Day, I talk about a product called Soylent in Own the Day. And the idea when they originally created Soylent was to make a drink so that you didn't ever have to eat anymore. You could just drink this soy-based beverage with a bunch of nutrients in it, and then you would never have to eat. Well, that doesn't work. The human body is designed to eat real food. Not only is it better for you when you eat real food, but it just tastes good. I mean, who wants to just drink a beverage all the time like what are we in the fucking matrix fucking cocoon however at the same time we do want the convenience of not having to cook not having to go to the store all the time and getting really impeccably sourced food that is absolutely easy to get because you could go to the frozen food section of the grocery store but that's not going to be really good nutritious food sourced from animal welfare five meats and organic vegetables That's where Trifecta Nutrition comes in because they deliver you these meals that they've sourced all the meats from the best places. They've sourced all the vegetables from the best places. So you know you're getting the best nutrition in something that's absolutely convenient. You just rip off the vacuum seal, you heat it up, and you have great food. So I really recommend that if you're interested in getting convenient, really well-sourced food, check out Trifecta Nutrition. They have a bunch of different meals to meet your nutrition goals. Again, it's organic, gluten-free. It's meat that's never sourced below Animal Welfare 5. And it's fully cooked. It's ready to go. You can just heat it up. So go to trifectanutrition.com amp and you get 30% off your first order. That's trifectanutrition.com slash amp for 30% off your first order. East Forest, my man. So good to up, see brother? you back here.
1: Yeah, it's good to look you sort of in the eyes. <laughs> sort of, <laughs> we're Close. like a little bit off. It's like this—like yeah. you're standing in front of someone, and they're always looking like at your nose or something. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like I'm standing on a soapbox. Yeah, it's I don't, well, gently looking down. A digital
1: soapbox. Yeah, I could slouch.
0: Is that, is that better? Um, yeah. Man, it's so good to to have you here to, to chat with you because since the last podcast. You dropped the Music for Mushrooms album which has placed you firmly in the most powerful digital shaman role of anybody I've ever worked Ah. with because the Music for Mushrooms album has been absolutely the soundtrack to every single mushroom journey I've participated in since hearing it. It is an absolute masterpiece and I just want to share the utmost gratitude for you putting that together and just offer you a chance to talk about the process of actually making that album, how it was made, what the idea was, because it's it's something that's really special
1: yeah, well, I'm glad it's 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 doing something for you uh, I mean, when people hear this, I think there's going to be essentially like a one hour version of that record that'll be out, and it's called spores and because the music for Mushroom's album is five hours long
0: continuous it was, it, five hours and it, it's yeah. divided into tracks, but it's one journey
1: yeah. And it's meant to be that because it's meant to guide you through a psilocybin journey. and it was recorded in a ceremony. And I'm happy to tell you more about that, which is unusual. But you know th- the meat of it, man, is that what's crazy about it is that that was recorded a- probably a couple years ago in a ceremony. It was um I don't know two or three summers ago. And like I get emails. I don't know, a couple of weeks or so, like I just got one where someone will say sort of what you're saying, but someone I don't know, they don't know me. And it's sort of like, listen, I just needed to write you a message or let you know about the place I went to with that album and some psilocybin last night. And it would be like, <laughs> you know, it was, it was, it was it was this ineffable soul space of connection that was just really important to me. It was like really As you know, these things, you can't describe them, but I I know what they're trying to say, but can't say. And what what humbles me and is so amazing is that, like, I feel like I have nothing to do with it. You know, it's like I, I had I had that experience three summers ago in the ceremony with other with some people in the room journeying and I recorded it. And then I mixed it and all that kind of stuff and, and mastered it and you put it out. And then it's sort of like a ship you just put out to sea or a baby that you've had and now it has a life of its own. And I don't feel like that's, it's certainly not me. That's the mushrooms, that's, that's the guru, that's the earth, that's the cosmos, that's you, that's me. It's, and, and that is just like a real trip because more than anything, what's happening now on this planet is a time of deep, deep transition and change. Now we're always going through that change, but right now is a very acute point. And there was something singing through me before this change, or before we really ramped up to where we are now, that was sort of saying like, hey, we need some tools. We're gonna need a lot of different ways to walk through this. And I saw a particular hole in the psilocybin therapeutic space, particularly with music and knowing what I knew personally about music and the role it plays in ceremony, uh, there was something missing, right? There was like, no one, for Western years, for for us, it's like, we didn't have that shamanic tradition with mushrooms and the music being the vehicle to do that. uh, I just wanted to give it a shot and and be like, here's something we could use.
0: You know, it would, for people who don't understand if, and a lot of people haven't been in an ayahuasca ceremony, but imagine going to do ayahuasca and having no Icaros you know and just like you play yes. music you put on a playlist in your ayahuasca ceremony there's no ikaros. there's nothing else because the icaros are the songs that have been taught by the medicine of ayahuasca and the plants themselves to perfectly guide that journey and that experience and it's so inexorable with the magic of the ayahuasca mm-hmm. journey is the icaro but for mushrooms it was like yeah play some like good good music that was the that was the theory before but now it's the way that you crafted this music even this subtle like vibratory quality of it where it seems like it's working with the with the actual psilocybin itself how it's interacting with your cells and now it has a soundtrack where it's being guided through your system mm-hmm. just like mm-hmm. the Icaros guide you know the ayahuasca vine and the chacruna leaves and the DMT and the whole experience through your system through the purges through the ecstasy through all of that it exists now you know, it's really yeah. there and it's it's radically different. Sure. I've listened to the album many times when I'm just relaxing and it's it's lovely. But when you pair it with the intention of pairing it with psilocybin, something really magical that extends far beyond, you know, a kind of a reductionist understanding of music and medicine, it's the synergy of both that's created. It's it's powerful.
1: Well, you bring up a good point with the Icaros, Ikaros, not sure how you say it, but the shamans, particularly in Peru that I knew and worked with, would describe it as that—that that is the technology of the ceremony. Like you, you can't do it without it. And in most indigenous ceremonies that I've looked into, you'll see that the music is the central vehicle of the ceremony, whether it's just a Lakota sweat lodge or a San Pedro ceremony or an ayahuasca ceremony. And so you're learning something there about how that's not just like the infrastructure that we're inside of, inside the ceremony, but it's also like in that eyes closed, sort of psychedelic space, it's the car you're in. It takes yeah. you to the, and it's also the sonic architecture that creates these spaces that you're in. And with the Akaros, they see it as, that's what calls forth the ayahuasca spirit. That's what brings, that. that is a song that brings it in. And that's sort of like, we're singing each, ourselves awake in this process. And with mushrooms, there, there are traditions, indigenous traditions, but they haven't translated into uh, Western society. And more importantly, we, like, like, ayahuasca is unique in that the ceremony has stayed intact with it. Like you don't mm-hmm. see it used recreationally, pretty much. I mean,
0: I, I haven't seen that. And It'd be so, a hell of a recreational drug. I don't think yeah, yeah. you'd have to. You'd have to be pretty fucking nuts to try. And Speaking do that of, I, I met
1: a guy. I met a guy who's like really doesn't like the purging, and so he's he's like a brilliant guy, and he developed a kind of ayahuasca like synthesized that has everything but the purging, and that's like yeah, his some jam. kind of ayahuasca, they call it, like an ayahuasca analog. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And uh, he's all about <laughs> it, but like, <laughs> basically, it's everything but the purging. Uh, I don't know how I feel about that. But anyway, <laughs> uh, you can, you know, so we, the, it, ayahuasca maintained its its ceremony, which is the songs are part of that. And mushrooms mm-hmm. came in through Gordon, you know, uh, Wasson in the 50s. And it, 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 as it came into popular culture, it didn't. And it became more recreational. And most people that I know who I've ever worked with in ceremony with psilocybin, they say, most of them, uh, I've had... Powerful experiences. They kind of, in a sense, kind of sort of stumbled into them. Most mm. of them, though, have been in groups or outdoors, and they've almost no one has sat in ceremony with it. And when they do, uh, they're just like, I'm just like blown away by where I was able to go and the messages as I received. And people say things like it felt a lot like ayahuasca and its, it's depth. And Terrence McKenna, like I think he rated. As far as like powers, like 5-MeO-DMT, psilocybin, LSD, and it went down the list from there. I mean, it was up there. And for, I think for anyone who's had some journeys, if you stumbled through some things where it was quite deep, you know, I mean, I've known, I like, holy shit, this is very, very powerful, way beyond anything I understand. And I don't pretend to understand the mushrooms, but I do feel it as an ally and I opened myself up to say, I want to work with the mushrooms. They're working with me in my life. And East Forest flat out would not exist if it, if it wasn't for the mushrooms. And I don't mean that like, you know, cavalierly. I'm saying like, I literally wouldn't be sitting here talking. To you. I wouldn't know you because I only, it only existed because I started leading ceremonies because my friend forced me into it. And I was like, I don't, what are you talking? You know, he literally forced me into it. And so that over the years developed into a musical language and, and, a, and an intention and approach. And that led to us creating a protocol over 12 years of this is what's been working for us. This is what guides people through in the most positive, powerful way. And eventually it was like, let's share this in a more overt way because it's time. And so the spores record is just another iteration of that. It's a little more digestible because mm-hmm. it's an hour. And what I found, which is completely unintentional, My partner Rada has been leading ketamine assisted therapy, which is just burgeoning and blowing up, and it it works really, really well for ketamine journey. Because it's it's just the right length. Yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I haven't tried the full Spores album with a ketamine journey, but you know, you bring up some very important points here, and it's the difference between just utilizing a substance and allowing the substance's effects to work which is can be quite lovely can also be you know quite detrimental too if you're in the wrong set in the wrong setting in the wrong environment the wrong dose a lot of people totally. have challenging yeah. experiences but it's the same for any other medicine that actually has some you know recreational qualities take mdma therapy for example right mdma yeah. is something that many of us experience like wow it was so fun i was out at burning man or i was out at this concert or i was out with my girl in this place or my guy or whatever it was and we had a good experience. And then you follow the MAPS protocol that they developed to heal trauma, which is a blindfold, a curated mm. playlist, instead yeah. of looking out and exploring the world and seeing and feeling all these things and extrapolating you know how the tree feels and all that, you're actually just looking within and asking yourself, how does my heart feel? And it radically changed the field and the potentiality of MDMA. And that's what they've brought through all the clinical science and is showing in research the same with ketamine right like the difference is you can take ketamine and it'll feel sometimes kind of pleasant you take too much and it'll put you in kind of a place where you're fully disassociated and if you're not ready for that it's an absolute you know kind of a nightmare i mean i've been around people at burning man before ketamine actually became legal and it was something that was popular some of the people in my in my crew thought they were taking MDMA, ended up taking ketamine instead. They were riding their bicycle. All of a sudden, the pedals started to move real slow and they had to stop the bicycle. And I was like, what's wrong with everybody? And they're like, we can't pedal anymore. And it was a disaster. Ketamine
1: is a space medicine. It is so powerful and it puts on all these different clothings of other drugs. Like it's very, very strong. I, I got myself blown apart with ketamine sort of unintentionally, completely legally in a therapeutic setting with an intramuscular shot in the arm. And I was, it was the strongest experience I've had on anything ever, period. And I've had a lot of experiences, but like times a thousand, Yeah, you know? right. <laughs> it was, right. it was like putting my hand in the electrical socket of a nuclear <laughs> reactor of the, of the universe. And I, I was, I remember the guy who put it in my arm, like I immediately assumed, like, not like maybe as like, oh, oh, he obviously accidentally gave me a million times too much (laughs) and I have to just ride this out you know and and I remember writing his email afterwards being like listen I I know you gave me too much I need to know what the dose was and they're like no that was 100% 75 milligrams in the arm And I'm just like that's that should have been more than I mean we need a bigger container around this like yeah. the it, the fact that there's a potentiality of that experience, other people are definitely have had it and are going to go into that, and I'm and, and I'm like, the context of that and how do we walk into that? And How do we hold that? And how do we work with that? And what are we what are we doing? What are we doing? Yes, this helps depression, uh, chronic pain, great, and maybe we're we're focused on like there's a chemical component to that, fantastic, but there is a soul component here. Absolutely. There there is a spiritual component. It's like it's unignorable so it's like we need to hold that this isn't just about commerce and and lessening depression but i have yes. felt pretty good afterwards I'll, I'll say that man that was in july and-
0: <laughs> <laughs> i wouldn't i wouldn't mind hearing some more color on that but just to finish my mm-hmm. my point like there's the ketamine where you're trying to ride a bicycle and you can't ride a bicycle and it's not good yeah. there's the mushrooms when you're trying to just hang out and enjoy a show and you get paranoid as fuck and you yeah. know that's not good but when you bring it into the intentional ceremony Then the real magic happens, you know, and then with that includes the right music. That includes like having no obligations, having nothing else that you're worried about. You know, ideally knowing that you did take the right dose. That's a huge part of it, because that'll Mm -hmm. definitely mess with your head. You had a lot of experience. So you were able to just say, Okay, a million times too much, no worries. I'll write it out. Here it is. Some people would be like, I'm going to die for sure. (laughs) I know that. As a fact, I'm gonna die. And and you know so bringing these things into ceremonial context is where you unlock in my opinion the real potential of what this medicine can do and i think that's what your album both you know music for mushrooms and spores has offered because it's the it's it is absolutely the same with mdma or ketamine ketamine Mm -hmm. for me before spores and i'm really excited to try it my go-to piece of music was from uh, the artist john hopkins who you probably know that guy. We
1: just met, we've been Zooming, and it's like, I'm, a, I'm over the moon because I've been a fan for a long time. And I'm just like, I can't believe we're hanging, you know, and like yeah. literally yeah. just yeah. hanging. And, so, and, like th- and he's
0: the greatest guy, <laughs> greatest musician. Love that guy. He's amazing. And he wrote, he wrote this piece called Ascension, where he took yeah. one Tibetan bowl, And he's playing this one Tibetan bowl, layering in all of his digital effects. And it's a 30 minute piece of music and paired in a ketamine ceremony with the mindful blindfold with this in my headphones. (laughs) I can literally feel it moving my soul around to explore different aspects of the cosmos, sometimes calling in the divine, sometimes just traversing different aspects of my own psyche. And it's mind blowing the difference between doing that and just taking ketamine. Like you can't compare the two different things. Just like you can't compare casually doing mushrooms, which is lovely. I've taken mushrooms and gone skiing. It was one of the best experiences of my life. It can be great. I'm not saying (laughs) it's terrible. I'm just saying the true like, spiritual medicinal potential comes with this kind of intention. And and part of that intention has to be the sounds that you're you're hearing when you're you're with
1: it. You're making a great point, Aubrey. And you know what this brings up for me is, it's about giving space to be able to, to, to hear, to listen and like what that means and how that translates into our broader life. Because when you give spirit room to be heard, and I think that happens through stillness, it happens through silence. When I say silence, I mean the absence of noise, not the absence of sound. That's sort of a, um, it's a Gordon Hempton idea. Uh, then you can hear like spirit speaks through the subtlety. It speaks through the tenderness it's it's it speaks through those tender layers of our lives and so it really started to make me think a lot about how do we learn how to to hear in life and how do we clear away that noise and this to me is the meat of the matter because when we're going through what we're going through now as society which is as above so below we're going through as individuals every single person i've met everyone i know is facing doorways of opportunity and change in their lives. And it's just which ones they choose to walk through. And that's that's the central element, is like the way that choice becomes the central factor in our ability to lead a life, to thread this needle, this modern life inside an intense, intense total transformation of what it means to be alive today and be a human being. And ceremonies is giving us this super amplified experience of that. Like you're saying like, oh, when you go into... Ceremony, meaning there's a little bit of an intention and in container and, and we're, we're trying to maximize this experience, but you're giving the space so you can listen. And I think it's showing us a doorway into like how we can use that in our lives.
0: So as I'm sitting down to record this commercial, it's coming on the back end of one of the most amazing weekends I could ever possibly imagine with the Fit for Service community. And we did all of the transformational practices. We were together for four days. And I don't wanna read commercials right now, I really don't. But there's tools to help in a situation like this. And one of those tools is nicotine. And one of the best delivery sources of nicotine is Lucy gum. You just pop in this gum, and you chew it and it's got four milligrams of nicotine and it gets the brain fired up. So here I am doing this commercial and you know what? It's not even that bad. I'm actually feeling pretty good. Actually, Ryan, do you have any more commercials for me? Cause I'm fucking feeling pretty good. And that's the advantage of nicotine. Nicotine is one of the oldest and most tested and proven nootropics. And you know, a lot of the things that happen with cigarettes, you don't get that when you just get the nicotine in another delivery mechanism like this Lucy gum. So I encourage people who are interested to check it out. Now, of course, you know, nicotine can be addictive. So be mindful. Make sure that you're choosing it intentionally, you're using it for the right reason. But when you have that in your medicine bag as a tool to use, it's absolutely helpful. So check it out. Go to lucy.co, L-U-C-Y C-O and use the promo code AMP and you'll get 20% off your order and you'll get this gum. So when you really don't want to do something or you just want to tap in or you want to access another gear of your brain's potential, lucy gum is a great option so go to lucy.co promo code amp and of course as i mentioned i have to read this warning warning this product contains nicotine derived from tobacco nicotine is an addictive chemical and it's showing up at like you're like you're alluding to perhaps the most essential time that it could where we're facing some of the most conflict that we as human beings have experienced in our lives. I mean, perhaps some octogenarians experienced something, you know, more significant back in the past or centenarians, you know, going through World War II or some of these other experiences. Certainly there's, we're not, this isn't the only time in human history where we've experienced these challenging things, even the Vietnam War, et cetera. But right now for most of us, you know, I'm about to turn 40. There's nothing that's compared to 2020 with what I've personally, had to deal with i mean 9 11 was a little blip you know and the nation had to really recover and integrate and heal from that and but it wasn't the sustained pressure that we're feeling from both forces within and without and hidden and seen you know all of these things that are converging at the same time and so we but fortunately we have allies and you know one of the the shamans that i recently had on the podcast hamilton souther he explained and it goes very much with what uh what don howard also talked about he explained these tools like mushrooms he explained them as beings with such complexity that it wouldn't make sense for them to incarnate as humans anymore like the only thing that they could incarnate at, they were of such breadth and of such infinite complexity and wisdom the only thing that would make sense is if they incarnated as a mushroom or as an ayahuasca vine yeah. or as some other large you know different kingdom of species that was steady and stable in what it was able to consistently provide as a benevolent force for mankind but also from that divine perspective of morality in which it was saying like we're not going to force you to be any way you want like moctezuma's priests as they were as they were ripping hearts out of people in human sacrifice mm. were high on mushrooms mm. as they were doing it it's not like the mushrooms it, told it's a tool like, No, nope, yeah, it's not it's like this. a hammer
1: you can do different things with it for it's sure it's a tool and that that but that's what you're saying it's
0: intentional it's about your intentionality your choice in that matter yeah and and these tools are here now to help us they're here for they're here as an opportunity all of them and it's not just the plant tools you know real animists believe that everything has a soul everything has a spirit Mm -hmm. it's not just the things that grow it's not just this leaf or this flower that has a spirit ketamine has a spirit mdma has a spirit lsd has a spirit you know all of these things have a spirit and when you think about it that way whether you believe it or not it becomes really productive because then it's about your relationship with that spirit you know you can reach out to it and, and and hamilton you know refers to calling on the head medicine spirit of this, of the plant or of the substance and inviting that in and saying like, you know, come here, like here I am, my heart's open and I'm ready for healing. You know, like, please be with me.
1: Totally. And that, that choice is critical. You know, that, that's what intention is, is to say, why are you here? And that invitation is really important. That's spoken about in lots of spiritual traditions that you're sort of, in, there's, you are opening yourself up and you need to decide what it is you're inviting in and what you're not inviting in. Mm-hmm. Now that's sort of this idea about like when, when you take a lot of these substances, you are becoming quite susceptible to seeds that you can plant. And I had hope that you're going to plant the seeds that you're you're going to choose to plant. But you need to cultivate the ability to be able to decide what those are. And I kind of feel like that's what it's all about. Like you're in this soup of this space to have a felt experience and to listen and to learn and to see things And then when you come out of it, it's almost like there's a kernel of that experience that you, it's like a seed that you want to plant in the ground and and germinate some new, some new growth that is your part of your soul's journey. And it's a grand, it's a grand co-conspiracy where we're all making these choices, whether we know it or not, whether how you know how much consciousness we bring to that, but it's, it's happening. Like that hand is on the wheel of the ship. You might as well point it to a direction and, and, I think we mentioned, you know, we talked about that last time we talked and like, but it just keeps coming up again and again for me. And I I feel like the, this point that we're at is a point of, of, of choice for everyone. Mm -hmm. And not that there's one choice, but there's such, there's such fertile ground right now for those seeds to be planted. Like we're burning the fields. Okay. And that's terrible and destructive and also fertilizing. And in many ways, we're it's literally burning right now. And it's, it's creating a, a space for newness. And that newness comes out of like, look, all choices are valid and everybody graduates, but... There's, there's Some a, there's a there's wisdom there, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but here we are, here we are in a time where it's like, oh, it's like things can be, you have a lot of help in a sense, like things are very potent right now. And, yeah. and we're just, I feel that we're just at the beginnings of this process in a lot of ways. So it's not like, there's not a rush here of like, Hey, you got to fucking choose, do it now. Um, no, it's like, it, there's a, that you can slow down and learn how to listen and ceremony can play a role in that and good counsel and friends and sleep. Um, but it's about getting off the treadmill a bit a bit and that's sort of what humanity needs to do because that treadmill has been killing us and serving mm. us <laughs> mm.
0: <laughs> you know? yeah and and the part of the treadmill is hijacking our anger response our petty tribalism our ego's desire yeah. to be superior you know all of these little base urges base urges of the psyche that yeah. are so intoxicatingly you know available to us at any time oh i can get pissed off at this person great and then you feel that rush what the buddhists call that shempa that that hook that moment where you're like oh yeah i can fucking get him i can get him for this i can tell him that he's such and such and and you can get engaged in that or as you said taking that taking that step back that deep breath and recognizing the self that's in that other person you know going back to that probably if there was one spiritual truth it's the unicity of all beings and all things all wrapped up in the divine, recognizing that one base truth at the at the bottom and saying, oh, this is another person who's just me living a different life. And instead of me trying to tear them down, which is really just tearing another version of me down. Exactly. Let me see if I can love them. Let me see if I can love them and help them and be there. And sometimes being there for them is not even trying to change them because when you try to change something, even when you try to help somebody, there's a subtle judgment that's saying what you're going through is an experience that's not as valuable as an experience that you could be having elsewhere. So even when we're trying to help somebody, like they're depressed, we're trying to help them. Come on, let's go on a walk, listen to this music. Sometimes people just need you to show up and hold them. Like, oh, you're being depressed. Cool, let me hold you here in your depression.
1: (laughs) Yeah, loving them, it can be done through witnessing. And I don't know if it's just male or it's also part of my own personality, but I often go to trying to find a solution always after, yeah I'm i like think i have good a, ideas. such a bad example of that <laughs> but the, just witnessing someone or just loving someone with your presence is uh, certainly a good starting point <laughs> and sometimes all that needs to be done cuz sometimes the fire just needs to burn like some, you know we, we we need to have that death for some space for something new to be born it it, it keeps making me think about this uh, symbol of the ouroboros the snake mm-hmm. eating its tail and it, it, it keeps coming up um, and and I have been talking about it, but I, have you ever thought about like that every, all the destruction and everything that's happening, it's that it, it's sort of like you think about, uh, social media and the way AI, which we invented and we built, but it makes its own decisions and eventually gets to this complexity where we don't even understand how or what it's deciding anymore but it's shaping the reality tunnels that we have are choosing to see through like Facebook or or Instagram or even our Google search like my search is different than your search yep. and we start to like create this further and further polarization by this this mechanism of AI that we have developed and it's it's causing us to sort of in this this yin yang this uroboros thing like battle ourselves eat our own tail Like we're, we're choosing to fall into our own destruction. And so there's, it's poetic and it's, it's horrible and it's strange. And why are we blind to the thing we all know? But if you look at that symbol in, in what it's meant throughout the ages, it's about uh, wholeness, infinity. It is this, it, it represents the cycle of, of death and, and birth, rebirth. So it's sort of like the soul's journey and it also has uh, this, it's like the tail represents the phallus and the mouth represents the, the feminine and it's like creation. And I just started tripping out on this idea of like, you know, what's happening? Like we're kind of eating our own tail. We're destroying ourselves, but that is also representative of us moving in this, like we're shedding a skin, you know, in a way the snake skin. Yeah. And what we're moving through, it's like, like Charles Eisenstein speaks about this idea that like this is the, to move into the age of reunion, we have to, there's only one path. This is the path. So sort of moving through it with as much grace as we can, but it is the path. It's not like we're off course in a way. And so it's, it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's a paradox too. It's like, it's, it's, we're eating our own tail. How does that even work? Because eventually, where does that go? And yeah, it's a lot of metaphors and analogies to psychedelic yeah. ideas
0: and applied from moving from the collective and that was beautifully said moving from the collective you know back to the personal i've made some interesting discoveries for me about what slows me down on my own path of transformation so i had a i had a seven gram journey this last week and it was about a week ago. And why? What,
1: what started the thought, like, I so want to take seven the thought, grams?
0: The thought, especially going that, which is you know usually double what I would normally do. So it was a heavier, it was a heavier journey. I've been feeling like a lot of physical and psychic discomfort, where I feel this sense of inflammation, the sense of restlessness, the sense mm-hmm. of anxiety. And mm-hmm. I felt like I had a fever inside me that needed to break right and i and i was just stuck i was stuck and nothing else i was doing was working so i was like all right i'm gonna fast for three days and i'm gonna do a seven gram journey and i'm gonna try and break this fever because it was i wasn't fit you know as we were talking about earlier this is the invitation for transformation and i wasn't fit to transform at that point i can see where i'm being called but I don't have the, I, don't, I didn't feel like I had the energetic resources, the psychic mm. resources to actually transform, and it, and that's my universal message about being fit for service and about being fit for the transformation. So I was like, this is a tool for me to actually help me get through this transformation. And the way the journey went, it was very much, you know like breaking a fever i was out in the sun in a hoodie i couldn't get warm enough and even when i was sweating i was just like sweating through and that was like the sweat lodge version a part Mm -hmm. of the ceremony and then there was the purging which was very i was listening to some sound healing from violana and you know purging in this bucket and i could it was an endless amount of purging nothing was coming out but like psychically this was coming out and then there was the tears section there was the laughter section and by the end i felt clean but the biggest takeaway that i had from it was what i was waiting for was for me to love myself in the midst of my pain without trying to fix it it was that point that i mentioned earlier the reason why i couldn't transcend that pain that i was feeling the physical pain in my body the psychic pain is because i was always trying to change it and somehow a deeper intelligence inside me was saying we're not going to change until you radically love yourself just as you are and hold yourself in the pain without trying to change it and that was it it was like we will not change you will continue to feel this pain until you love yourself in the pain you will love yourself as the pre-changed version of yourself and you're going to stick here keep going back no matter what you do until you learn this lesson And so that was like, you can't jump ahead. I couldn't jump ahead. And then I realized everything I was doing was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I hate this pain, hate feeling like this. I'm gonna fix it. Well, Mm -hmm. I was never gonna be successful in fixing it until I actually passed level one, challenge step one, which is to love myself exactly as I was without trying to change it once I accomplished that. then it's like, yeah, okay, cool. We can move on now. It's like the Ram Dass Dark Thoughts
1: song. It's about loving the dark thoughts. It's about loving the process. I mean, dude, what if you thought about the idea that like your karma is other people's karma too. Like you are in service to so many other beings, me, everyone you've ever met in this web of sort of connectivity of soul choice. just as an idea I'm saying, and that it's important. Like the struggles you're going through is part of this is the campus we're on in a way. And Mm -hmm. you need to do it. It's not about speeding it up. It doesn't matter. It's about how you do it. It's about yeah. loving it. And just, it's like, the, you just, it's just to be with it. How much love and grace and witness can we bring to it? Because it's all gonna happen. And right now even more is gonna happen. It's gonna get crazier. And it's like, good luck trying to put your finger in the dam and like more band-aids that we're putting up, which is what we've essentially been doing as a society. How can I continue to prop this up, to ignore it, to shift the water a little bit? It's not going to work. <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, so it, I think it's more about grace yeah. and how much can we stand in. And that's, that's the warrior energy to me. That's, it how is, much absolutely. How much can I bring that? That's, the warrior is bringing a shield of, 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 of grace, which is sort of this more, it's
0: more of like an energy of diffusion that's spreading out. Ramdas, you know, he talks about when he was given the instructions that he should love everyone. He said, "Love everyone." You know, how can I do that? I have too much, too much judgment. You know, he recognized that judgment was the thing. You know, because judgment demands that you offer a punishment, offer a differentiation. That punishment, the only real punishment, is the denial or removal of love. Right? It's that which you hold in judgment, you can't love. Love is the absence of judgment. It's holding no record of wrong right so that was he understood that that was the challenge in this and so in recognizing that i think you can do this kind of like gentle lip service to it like oh yeah cool judgment you know i'm not going to judge people you know i'm going to love them but still you're judging you're judging in, in subtle subconscious ways just as you judge yourself in subtle subconscious ways and as i was deep deep in this journey sweating and puking and crying and laughing and going through it it was the constant message it was like say whatever you want for the world all your words matter it's important but what matters way more than that is you remove judgment from everything you say and everything you do so that there's not any aspect of that removal of love from your messaging you know that you really truly love beyond judgment that is by far more important than the clever thing you say or these few bars that you write in this poem that you drop or this rant that you go on on a podcast like beautiful continue that however the most important thing is just to really put that energy out into the world and it was very clarifying it was like really clarifying because then it took a lot of the pressure a lot of the anxiety i was feeling it was like if i could just word it exactly this way and yeah. I could get people to stop, you know, yelling at each other on, on the internet. Like, no, I mean, maybe I can do something that's helpful, but what's more helpful is to lead by the example of just really radically loving. And it was like, oh, this is the, this is the real mission. This is how, this is where I can bend my warrior ethos to something that's truly productive.
1: And that's, that's a beautiful intention. And what comes up for me is the thought that I'm loving through the judgment like the judgment's going to continue to come up, but it's more that when I see it, it's the, ah, oh, so, ah, there it is. Yes. Oh, I love you. Okay. Thank you very much. Cause it's going to keep coming. Yes. And yes. so I, th- it's the us versus them that I want to transcend. I, when I had in that song, grandmother's fear, and I'm um, an ayahuasca journey, maybe it was a similar feeling that you felt when I said, I didn't transcend my ego, we became partner, we, we became teammates. Mm-hmm. And I was realizing through that long journey and, and witnessing my ego as this like incredibly powerful, super skilled, like, you know, magician, like I would be in these spaces of oneness and then I wouldn't even realize I'd fallen back into it for this reverie of 15 minutes and the pain it might've been causing me or whatever. But instead of like pushing, 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 it was like, oh no, no. You're part of me too. And that's okay. I get it. You're scared. I know your heart's in the right place. You're trying to protect me. We can be teammates here. But I'm also all that is. I'm also the universe. I'm also love. And I can love through that. Because I am incarnated. I am an animal. I am here with karma. I am here with things to do. I have choices to make. So... I don't want to pretend that I'm going to get to a place where all that's gone. It would seem to be no point in being here. Uh, so it's more that how can I watch the show go by, as Ramdas would say, in the seat of the soul, and and witness that process with love.
0: Yes, indeed. And even you know now looking back to how I even phrased this when I started my last little rant it was basically phrasing judgment as the antagonist of love. But the moment I create sides, I'm back in polarity. Yeah, (laughs) And it's the antithesis of everything that I said subsequently from that original premise. Because as you said, you have to love the judgment and through the judgment, or else the judgment becomes the enemy and you're square back in duality once again, and there's the good and there's the bad. Yes. (laughs) Exactly, so you're back in that same thing rather than in the unity You're either the head or the tail, rather than the unity of the entire snake that's in the infinite game of consumption and destruction, of birth and death. That's the the thing. The minute you drop into sides, you're in a finite game, good versus evil, that has a finite conclusion. And then the game ends. Otherwise, you're in the infinite game, as James Carr says in his amazing book. And the infinite game is the game we want to play, the game that's just saying, life and death through love forever and ever and ever. Like that's the interesting game. How do you continue to play in that landscape, knowing that there's no victor and no, and no you know, loser.
1: And we couldn't be out of the game, you know, sort of like you're right. always in the quote game. So it's sort of, it's just all perceptual, perception and shifts of mind because you are the snake, but we identify with the tail, <clears throat> excuse me, or we identify with the head at times most of the time perhaps, Um, but we can't escape the fact that we are the cycle of creation at Mm -hmm. all times. And so a lot of this, a lot of these, you know, peak experiences, they give us the opportunity to feel these things. And then we wanna bring it back into our day-to-day waking consciousness as a way to, you know, how can we remind ourselves of like what's what's really going on (laughs) behind the mask of, of the front level of my consciousness behind those desires and judgment and stuff. It's like, yeah, that's all there. That's like the surface of the ocean. It's always going to be there, but there's this whole depth of being the whole ocean that we also all are and share that is just incredibly vast. And it's like, oh, that's happening too. And so I think that's where practice comes in, whatever that is for you, the different ways that we're continually reminding ourselves of the deeper layers of the ocean uh, Mm -hmm. and honoring them and, and, and cultivating them because it's not a destination. It's a process. Like if you give up the idea, I mean, what does that feel like? Just hold the idea for a second. Like there is no destination. The earth is moving through space. There is no up or down. There is no place it's gonna end up. It will always be moving, spiraling through this galactic arm and the whole universe itself or the, the galaxy itself is moving and we don't even know what's beyond what we can see which is pretty fucking far you know 13 plus billion years of light uh, we really don't know what's beyond that um, it's just conjecture so it it takes the pressure off a little bit we we have the artificial destination of our death which is this existential crisis that our ego and our body knows but beyond that if we can start to realize that oh we're time rich oh i'm time rich I I can, I can, I can make mistakes that doesn't, it's all, it's the point. Like the, if you look at the snake eating its tail as the engine, that's the representation of eternity and the soul's journey. That would mean that eating the tail is the fuel, like the mistakes, the judgment, the karma. It's the reason it's, it's the, it's the engine of it all of creation. So it's not pushing anything away. It's like, it is it. It's the mechanism by which we're having the journey in. And I think we talked about this before about forgetting, honoring that, not just we think about remembering all the times I remember and I remember, quote, remember like who I am and the larger things, but you can't remember without forgetting. Mm. And so the tail, the head, they're just as important for this strange, amazing, weird human experience that we are in. And, And when we're going through what we're going through, where... Of intense collapse uh, uh, and change and, and opportunity, I think it's helpful to remember that because we can sort of witness and honor and love the tumult that's happening. Because it's like, yes, that's it needs to happen, and I can I can help this process in my ways, you know, in my role in it. But you're not here to like necessarily stop it. Like grace is is bringing more less suffering, and I honor that, and I want that because I, I would love for us to do everything we need to do with the least amount of suffering. But life is also, it's, it's, it's the engine of it all.
0: So one of the founding principles of Onnit was to take all of the best ingredients and put them together in a single formula. So that's what we did with Alpha Brain. We took all the best ingredients for the brain and put them together in a single capsule. Well, there's more things in the brain. There is obviously pre-workout like shroom tech sport or total strength and performance and then there's mood and then there's immune system and there's all these different formulas that ultimately now you still have a bunch of different supplements to take so the solution to that was to create a pack that you would take in the day and one pack that you would take in the night and then you didn't have to worry about any of that you had the most convenient way to make sure you were getting all of the best nutrients sourced from all over the world and that's what we created with total human and for a limited time right now, you can get seven day supply of total human for free. So for one week, you can try what it's like to take all of the best onit supplements for the daytime and all the best onit supplements for the nighttime by just ripping open a pack and taking the pills. And there's absolutely no more convenient way to do it you know, there's multivitamins out there, but those are just the basic nutrients. We're sourcing a lot of the best herbs and nutrients from anywhere we can find them. So this is far beyond anything you're going to get in a multivitamin supplement. So I encourage you guys to check it out. Go to onnitcom it.com Aubrey, and you'll see the offer for a seven day free trial of total human. Once again, onnitcom it.com Aubrey. And if you want anything else, you get 10% off as well. Thank you so much, fam. I think you downplayed how significant it is to remove the destination from from your objection, you know, uh, objective. And because even when you said that I could feel myself, and this is something yeah. again, that I tell myself, I could feel myself relax, ah. Me too. Oh yeah, there's no destination. All right, so what are we here? Let's, let's just play and dance and serve and love and help our own suffering and the suffering of people along the way, but there is no destination. It's just a moment by moment choice how we want to live and how we want to do that. And all of a sudden my shoulders drop. Yeah, Yeah, That's (laughs) it. My shoulders drop, (laughs) my heart opens, smile, the corners of my lips start to peel up. And I'm like, oh yeah. You know, I had a great interview with, uh, you know, he calls himself the mind architect and he very much is Peter Krohn. And he was working me through the same thing. I met Peter through
1: you. Yeah. Yeah, beautiful. And he's
0: saying the world doesn't need anything from you, Aubrey Marcus, other than for you to be happy and full of love and to be the most thriving version of yourself possible like remove all of this other stuff this idea that you're here to do this and do this that'll flow naturally as the emanation from your being when you're in that state and that's again the fit for service message be that person and the medicine is going to drop from your fingertips and your lips and your hugs and every aspect of you in an effortless way but if you try to just focus on the medicine, which I've got myself caught in. Man, the world really needs me right now. The world needs all of us. we got to show up. we got to put on our armor. It doesn't matter if we're feeling sick. If we're injured, doesn't matter. It's time to put on the armor. Look at what's happening in the world. Show up. Show up. Uh, then I just, I get paralyzed. And then I'm unable to serve the medicine that I'm really destined to do because I get very destination focused and I allow the time pressure of the current situation yeah. to say like, oh, it has to be now, bro, has to be now, bro, because the consequences are dire. And then recognizing, <laughs> no, there's always dire consequences. Well, there's an, there's an irony that.
1: It has to be now. It's like, it's always now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: But the yeah. time, like the, the time abundance, there's time. Yeah. There's, there's only time. There's time for you yeah. to heal. There's time for you to heal. There's time for you to laugh. There's time for you to play. There's time for all of that. And if there's no time for any of that, you know, like, that's something that's typically in our head maybe for brief moments yeah all right you gotta like run away from a from a bear there's no time to like smell the flowers I'm actually not supposed to run away from a bear but you get the metaphor (laughs) right like there's certain times where you gotta run out of a burning building got it get it but most of the time it's not that most of the time we have the time and the most important thing we can do is to just go back to go back inside find the stillness find the quiet find those moments that self-nourish
1: the mystery is meant to be a mystery for a reason. I mean, I love the phrase that Eric Davis said on my podcast about the mystery having no edge. It's like, whoa. That kind of like it sums it up and it also <laughs> confuses you, and that's perfect. It's a, it's a, it's a koan or something. Uh, we, we're, we are supposed to take action, and we're also supposed to pause. And these, these are paradoxes. Uh, These Or these aren't, there's not, there's just not one. It's always, I should say, it's not one or the other. It's not in that dualistic space. It's like somehow you learn how, what action to take, and you should be fighting injustice or making change. Those choices are completely important and valid to reduce suffering and injustice in the world. And at the same time, we need to be coming from a place where it's springing from a place of truth. And uh, it circles back to what we said at the beginning, where sometimes psychedelic ceremony is good at this giving the space for that to be heard from within. It's the only place it can come from. And to know that it's really true for you, you want to clear away all that other noise that's obfuscating that which is clouding it for you. And there's so much in our day-to-day life, whether it's the information that's coming at us or that AI that's feeding us our reality tunnel or all the other things. And that's why meditation and practice and psychedelic therapeutic work, these sort of things, give us the opportunity to hear ourselves. Mm. to hear our soul, to hear the truth. And then from there, you know, we don't want to be the wounded healer, but we want to know with a capital K, I know, I know what's right for me. I know what I need to do and what I don't need to do. Uh, yeah. But it doesn't mean, this is not a spiritual bypass of apathy and sitting back and saying, hey, it's all good. Everything happens for a reason. Peace out. Not at all. It's like you're incarnated on this planet in your uh, spacesuit on this spaceship for a reason to interact Mm -hmm. with the world, to weave in and out of it. I mean, everyone's role is different. And I hope it often we find that the way we weave is through our gifts, hopefully. And that's usually, it's this idea of following your bliss to find them. But nonetheless, we are here to weave. We are here to be that co-conspirator of awakening. Uh, And how you do it is dancing around a mystery with no edge like i don't there is i can't give you an answer i don't know there's no answer <laughs> and it's <laughs> a, it's yep. always moving like i said there's no there's no like you find it and that's your destination it's like well it's it's a beautiful and horrible dance that we find ourselves in and just yeah. it's just a strange process
0: and i think there is no there's nothing that we can say for people to do but we can give just tips from people who've been exploring the mystery and been doing it and i, I think the that, that the big tip is, is that don't be in a hurry. Like it doesn't mm. help to be in a hurry, you know? And I think Typically it's the classic yeah. thing that what the Navy Seals say that, you know, slow is smooth and smooth is fast. Like the moment mm. you try to speed things up, it becomes jagged and jarring and you miss pieces. And you know, if you're trying to write a great article, you know, don't have the expectation that you're gonna bang it out in four hours and get frustrated when the article doesn't come, take your time write a great article you have to learn that for a book for damn sure you know it's like you have to say like wow this is a long process and if i try to rush it it's not going to come out i got to take my time same with your healing you know you can't rush your healing i think that's trevor hall lyric right there but it's true it's the truth you have to take the time to do it right and to do it right is much more important all of this kind of frantic two steps this way two steps this way two steps this way it's just not as productive either for you. It creates a lot of internal strife and stress and the end result is also not as beautiful and not as not as valuable. So those these are like tips from fellow journeyers who have been you know attempting to find that space, that synthesis between action and presence. And I think you know just that lesson about about time is just one of those big ones. just take your breaths, take your time, take the time to. To make sure that you know you're not putting an artificial stress and an artificial rush mm-hmm. on something that is ultimately infinite.
1: Yeah, it's not what you do; it's how you do it. Uh, yeah. It's it's doing it. Even for me, when you said to do it right, something in there has a jaggedness where I'm like, all I know how to do is how to do it well. <laughs> I, right. I I mean that is a goal. That's about it because. I'm not always there. Is there a right? Like, and I'll certainly make mistakes. God knows many times a day. Uh, but where, where is that intention springing from? You know, it's like, again, where am I pointing that ship? Where that's all I can control. I can't control those storms on the sea around me. And I can't control when sometimes there springs a leak and I'm like, ah, oh, that, that was the wrong way to go. But I, I know what I, what I, where I wanted to go and uh, that's the dance and that's the dance mm. of forgiveness to ourselves to say, my intention is sort of everything in a way. And only you really know the litmus test of that truth and whether that rings true for you. Well, we all, we can be deluded, right? Many of us, we could do that for Often, years, really. lifetimes <laughs> of delusion. Uh, you could look at a guy like Trump and I'm like, I think... I really think he's deluded himself to the point. He really feels there is no longer a secret inside. That's like, oh my God, they're going to find me out. Or it's like, it's all gone. You know, it's, <laughs> it's all just like, this is it, you know, this is right, I'm right, everyone's wrong. And my lies now are my, even my truths. It's like, we create that reality for ourselves. And he becomes like the ultimate court jester holding up the mirror, the ultimate thing we could ever dream up. And we could never think of something crazier, like reality TV itself as a mechanism of our own entertainment, reality, which isn't reality. And then that's the guy, we're like, now we want to take that, the most popular show in America, and we're gonna transform that, put that, actually make the reality TV into reality so I can watch it on TV. And this guy can like burn the whole fucking thing down and then hold up these mirrors, essentially and be like, I am, you know, the mouth of the snake, you know, eating ourselves alive. And we're all like pointing the finger being like, who is this? What is that? How did this happen? This is get and it away, we need, destroy and it. You
0: need to look in the mirror, you know, and that's we and that's are it. it. <laughs> we <laughs> dreamt it. it up.
1: Yeah. It's like, and somehow that's the cycle of life. And it's like, but that fucking sucks. And it's like, yes, yes. And it's happening. So what do we do? What do we do? We, we, we have to bring. Love and vision and hearing inside. Like we have to create space again for ourselves to be able to hear, so that we know where to walk and how to act and how to speak. and And that's kind of what the Spores record was. Was it's just another tool to uh, give space for you to be able to hear yourself. There's no dogma in it. It's just about learning over those years of of creating ceremony for people. What what uses? How do we use music as a tool? So that it cultivates like a, sp- a space for hearing and knowing
0: and, and love with that particular medicine. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, It just, uh, you know, it makes me think about when you say right, you know, you could say any politician is right or wrong. Right. But yeah. again, any external judgment that we're making about their right or their wrong is actually wrong on, on our side, right? Like <laughs> ultimately, right, what is right? Right is right is it's having the intention it's not having the expectation not ha- it's not right result it can't be right result because if we have the result then you know it's like zen in the art of archery it doesn't matter if you hit the bullseye it matters how you pulled the bow it matters yeah. if you did that and so you know is this is this coming from a place of the desire for awareness the desire for love the desire for compassion the desire for These things as the to the best that we can do it, and that's that's really all that we're responsible for. And and knowing too, like you said, it's it's about how we do it. That which we do in the presence of fear is bound to that fear. That which we do in the presence of ego is bound to that ego. It's inseparable. Even even if the even if I say the perfect words, you know, I here I am. I write some perfect words, but it's really coming from my ego because all I'm trying to do is I'm trying to get some likes. I'm trying to boost my platform and I'm trying to do that even if the words are perfect and it's imperceptible to the eye energetically it's bound in my ego it's bound and somehow when you traverse when you traverse the landscapes like we do we understand that there's layers and layers and perceptible layers to many different things so we know and we're the only ones who know did we did we bring this from the wellspring of of our best self or did we bring this with some kind of strategy some kind of end goal were we more worried about the result versus the actual process of birthing it and i think you know with your music there's just no doubt that it's not just the result of the music but i can i can say for certain that if I was on my seven grams of mushrooms, listening to spores or listening to music for mushrooms, and you wrote that album to be famous and to be the famous mushroom psychonaut shaman, and that was your intention, <laughs> I would fucking feel it. Well, you it seems like an
1: oxymoron that, being a famous mushroom shaman. Some way <laughs> that it would have come
0: through, like those beautiful pregnant pauses where all you have, you just let the let the music breathe, right? And those things that come through. I don't know if it would have manifested like this. Maybe you would have known the artifice even in your ego, but there's this kind of grace where you're like, you know what, my, my musical ability is going to be here right now? It's going to be to do nothing. That's what it's going to mm-hmm. be. It's just going to be to let you be for a little while. And like I think when you're caught up in the wrong, I uh, have to do with my fear or your ego or anything else is putting some art out. You're not going to be able to listen to like, yeah, you know what, the best thing I can do is let the crickets be the music right now. That's mm-hmm. what's going to be. It's going to be about a minute of crickets, <laughs> and that's what the that's what's being called for. That's what the music's are saying. Like, You've done a great job, East. Like, way to you go. Need a break. No, let the you crickets need a rest. take this for a little bit.
1: That's part of the waves and the ebbs and flows. It's actually quite intentional uh, in the music to create space between the scenes, um, and that's something I learned in other ceremonies. Exactly the same thing happening in ayahuasca ceremonies, particularly with this Peruvian shaman. And I was like, Yeah, that's really important um to give room to breathe, as you were saying, you know. But did check it out. I wanna go like one layer deeper on exactly what you're saying. To mm-hmm. say, like, I mean, in a lot of ways, I write you're right that if there's this ulterior motive that is um, I don't know, let's just let's brand it like dirtier or self-serving you know like i love the famous mushroom shaman that's a crazy ridiculous idea but it's like <laughs> um i hear what you're saying like it, you it has to spring like i really feel like with psychedelic uh medicine it it quite amplifies to, to show you that you know if, if their intentions not what you think it is or what really the real intention is it really kind of shows you there's there's not a lot of free rides there but I also want to honor that, that, that energy, that drive, that desire is serving a role and it's not absent. It, 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 in this conversation, one of the hardest things that I've learned to do, uh, over the years is is like how to have conversations like this and, and do that dance where it's like, how can I be as honest and vulnerable as I can be? But also there's, the part of me it remembers like, well, you and I are sort of here to entertain and have a good conversation. I want it to be good. <laughs> I, want, yeah, sure. I want you to like it. I want your listeners to like it. Um, do I want to grow? Yes, I want to grow all these things. It's like, but I also want, I'm very aware of like, how do I just be me? And how do I bring whatever that truth is for me? And that's the, that's, but it's a dance. And inside the ceremony itself, and I'm playing the music, and I noticed that when I would record certain ceremonies, how, how difficult it was to forget that. Like while I'm in the ceremony where all that really matters is me and those, let's say 20 people in the room and their journey and not whether I get recordings I could potentially use to share with the world. But there's a part of me that like can't turn that off, that knowledge that something's recording the next note that I hit. Like, is that the right note? I have <laughs> to drop that. But it's, it's, a, it's like meditation. It's like, oh, there it is. Okay, breathe it, let it, thank you very much. I'm going back. And it's going in and out, in and out. But that drive, Aubrey, is not a bad thing because it actually is serving to make me want to grow, to want to share it with you, to want to think like, okay, yeah, I will do the work of mixing this and mastering, putting it out in the world because then now it's out. And so like, there's a, I'm, I'm the servant in a sense. Like my soul has devised all this stuff uh, and it come and it's beautiful because then it also is all intricate and how it also is then the work I have to do and the stuff I have to overcome and like it it's it's all this multi layered thing, but it serves it's another fuel, it's another yeah. way of like the snake eating its tail, myself and my own like micro creation of who I am, and so when we say like that's going to be there and that is there. And it's beautiful where our intention is to be as truthful and pure in a sense as we can, but also to say like, yes, the profane is just as important as the sacred in a sense. And uh, I can hold that, I can see that because I'm never going to delude myself that it's gone, mm. right? And, and prior to my dying day, you know, maybe there'll be a time where I'm like, I don't need, I don't need, I mean, I don't need to do any of this stuff, but there's part of me that wants to and that's otherwise i wouldn't
0: <laughs> so right i have gratitude for that too and it's uh, and i think it's, it's another great point and it's <clears throat> it's about we have an obsession with this purity 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 well th- that's there really is no such thing as this <laughs> the ultimate pure altruism where the self is not even considered I mean, perhaps there's moments of flow state and I'm sure we've all been in, you've been in them as a musician where you really truly feel out of the way. It feels like you are just a hollow bone. And you're going in and out of it. Yeah. Yeah. And then you'll come back. But the idea that you're going to be able to complete an entire project or a whole podcast or anything else with absolute purity and not even taking into account the ego that's under the surface, the one that's hidden in the unconscious, that elephant that we're riding on that sometimes we forget we're riding on and we think we're flying but we're really not we're still on the back of the elephant which is our ego it's always going to be there so instead of having this idea of purity it's an idea of balance like just keep everything in balance love everything as it comes you know know that there's you're not going to get pure absolute white top left corner of your photoshop white you know it's going to be somewhere in the gradient section it's going to have a little gray it's going to have little specks of all of these different colors in it and that's your art but it's still your beautiful art and it's not about purity it's about balance now can you skew that balance and make it super black or muddy and have it be out about absolutely and be mindful of when it's you know on too far on the spectrum and be mindful when you're so obsessed with purity that you're blind to your own shame about your impurity which can happen too you know not acknowledging that you have urges and aggressive desires and tendencies and all of the shadow that's in every single human being the denial of the shadow is the sure way to know that the shadow is going to thrive because you're shaming it instead of loving it which is the opposite energy So yeah, a a beautiful way. And you've done this multiple times in this podcast and I so appreciate it. It's inclusive of the entirety of all aspects of expression and providing that love to everything without some standard of good or bad, pure or impure, just holding that balance, being aware and doing our best.
1: Well, I hope you don't feel like I'm like arguing with you or trying to like i don't know you're no everything you said
0: is a is the is correct and it's beautiful for me because as much as i can agree with you and if i thought about it you've never said anything that i don't agree with but at the same time i still get stuck in mild mild cases of judgment mild cases of preference mild cases of wanting to deny some aspect and not provide it the love like I was taught in the journey. I mean, this is why these lessons are coming up for me. It's, it's, uh, it's just it's nice to remember all of the areas, and we've kind of gone through so many that it's just like, oh yeah, love that too. It, of course, love your, your ego, love your judgment, love
1: all of it. It's your hunger, Aubrey, to return to God. It's just, you're, you're so beautifully hungry. And we all are. But for you, it's like, I just want to be (laughs) with God. And it's like, you're less distracted. You know, I think people are finding their way towards God through everything they do. Through Monday night football, through shooting themselves with heroin, uh, through this fucking ice cream they eat, you know, all of it, all of it. And uh, something about your journey is right now, you know, and has been, it's about kind of, going full charge and sharing that and showing that way and that's beautiful you know and especially in a time now where we're so globally connected and you said this before that what we're going through humanity that we've gone through a lot you're totally like i mean just world war ii god way worse but Mm -hmm. what's different now is the way now this web of connection uh, on multiple levels of information and are bit, literally just how we're all connected and how we're influenced one another We're, there. It's new. Like we really are a kind of nodal point and I don't know what's on the other side of this birth canal, but boy, can we, we feel it. It's, so it's not to say that humanity hasn't gone through it in different ways, but there's like an acceleration now. And, and the last thing I wanted to add to what you just said, you know, when I'm in those spaces and I'm doing that dance between, I guess it's all the time, but let's say in ceremony, and I want it to be really, uh, I want it to be pure. Or Like right now, the way, the mechanism, the vehicle that I try to use, and the only one I know, is to ride it with humbleness. Is to just keep coming back to my own stuff, like putting myself on the shelf and being like, you know, you have that little micro thought, okay, it's this, I shouldn't be that, or I should be that, you blah, 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 and if it's like, it's okay. <laughs> just... <laughs> Put it on the shelf again. Thank you very much. Uh, Thank you very much. Thank you. We can, we can, I got this. Thank you. You know, and just come back. And that's, that's what meditation and practice uh, or any of these things teach us is that muscle of returning and me honoring the forgetting there and saying like, "Uh uh-huh. Okay. Now I can remember. Okay. And he also, here we are again, back in the now. And uh, there's just. It's, it's just all God, you know, it's like all of it. There's no, like, I figured this idea and then you figure out an idea. It's like, yeah, it's a beautiful celebration of pathways and they're infinite. And, and so conversations like this in your podcasts and music and songs and the protest, everything is just another voice in the chorus that's singing us awake. And the song is the most complex, beautiful song we could ever write together, but it's being written. It's being sung. And it doesn't have a necessary... It doesn't have an ending, the song, but it has different passages and chapters. And like just like the moment in the ceremony where the crickets take over, that's part of the song. That's sound too. It's just mm-hmm. another, uh, another part, You know, another movement, shall we say
0: yeah in the, in the in the grand symphony <clears throat> i had a a really clear download in a, an academy journey actually and it was I, i'm so oriented as he said to doing something significant to help out humanity and i and I get so focused on that and what am i doing how am i doing this well and i recognized and i had this incredibly clear message the only thing, when my soul transitions and I, and I cross that threshold into the death ceremony and I look back, the only thing that I'll have any regrets on is if I didn't really live the experience. If I wasn't here enjoying, laughing, living, you know, do all the things. But if I didn't really, if I didn't really live it and love it, that is the one, that is the one regret you know it's not about oh i could have done this if i would have just put out that one more book i wrote five books if i would have wrote that sixth that would have been the one no i'm not gonna fucking care about that as soon as i go back into the timelessness of the divine and the true embrace of the entirety of the snake then i'll be like oh it was all gonna work out no matter what and i was playing my <laughs> instrument and it, the only thing that to do is just enjoy playing your instrument you know, whatever eat, eat, you eat, pre love, bro. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it, man. And that, and that's and that's a, another one of those things to remember and forget. Like, all right, like, good. You know, you feel a lot of energy right now to go out and do something. Also, remember that you got to love this experience, otherwise, that is going to be the thing that you will regret.
1: I think we have a lot of hard work to do in the um, days, months, and years ahead, as people and as communities, and so. Uh, it is kind of a spiritual call to arms. And I think the way it's manifesting for a lot of us is more like a call to arms, <laughs> like, oh, you know, right. buying guns. And uh, But what's it, really underneath it is a calling to, to the spirit to say, okay, um, this is where we are and this is what we've signed up for. And what we need from one another is, is that grace and singing one another awake. And like, what, how can you embody in micro moments and in big moments for each other, what you need to receive yourself. And that's how we sort of cultivate. That's how we till the soil and fertilize the land and plant those seeds. Um, It's, 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 it's through the now and it's, it's, we, we can do things to kind of sharpen that blade, right? Right now with our own discernment and what we bring to the table. And in some ways it comes right down to just like the soul seeing the soul you know, i see you you see me and i'm actually see you and there's a witnessing of that and i'm coming from that place trying to drop the roles trying to drop those expectations and the judgments they're there but i'm also like ah but i have the strength to stand with them through them love through them uh, cuz we're going to need we're going to need everybody and like like you are needed and everyone listening like you are needed right now you've mm-hmm. always been needed but you're really needed and when, I, I don't say that to mean you're going to fail. You can't fail, uh, but there's a whisper inside that is speaking to you or wants to be speaking to you or has been speaking to you, and it's calling forth uh, a kind of beauty and choice that's only meant for you, and my prayer is that we all can, can hear that so that we can do what we need to do. Um, Things are hard, things are tough, but I don't want to just be nihilistic and feel like, well, then it's just all the shit and it's going to go down into a ball of rubble. It's like, fact is nobody knows. There's infinite possibility in front of us. And when I say that, it's all possibilities. And there always is, but now it's sort of like everything is laid bare. And so maybe we didn't realize it as much before, but you never knew anyway what was going to happen. And now you really don't. And we're scared. I'm scared at times, certainly. But I know there's, that, there's a candle flame inside us There's a, that can be a fire that's always there, and it's sort of asking us to, to stand up and, and sort of st- stand on that inner truth.
0: Stand on the wholeness, you know, the yeah. wholeness that comes from that, uh, comes from that sense. Well, this is a beautiful opportunity. You're talking about listening to the whisper. And <clears throat> yeah. I uh, know that you have uh, one of the tracks from Spores and you were going to lead us through a little uh, little meditation, a little opportunity for us to get still, hear our own whispers, yeah, kind of integrate some of what we uh, talked about potentially.
1: Yeah, it's just like a little micro guided meditation. Um, one of the songs on Spores, I'm sharing my screen now so I can try and share the audio, is called Always. And it's only a little bit over six minutes. And so I think um, I'm going to just use that and sort of, see what wants to come through for a little little groundedness. Sound good? That's good. So, why don't we just start by uh, getting comfortable, whatever that means comfortable to you. Close your eyes when you're ready and, and breathe in through the nose and out through the mouth. Move what needs to move just so you can be here for a minute. We listen, we open our ears, and what do we hear? Crickets. A Wurlitzer piano, a little thumb piano. Listen to the melody. Slowly building. Breathe into it. In through the nose out through the mouth. You are here. You are always here. There's nowhere to go. Nowhere to be. What does it feel like in your next breath to give up the idea that there's anywhere to go? There's no destination. Breathe that in. You can't be lost. But at times you might feel lost. you're always here exactly exactly where you need to be breathe in whatever you're holding on to that's in friction to that thought and just breathe it out and release it for now just for now Accept the love that's holding you. Accept the love holding you. At any time, you can give this same love, you can hold it for other people, anytime, anyone. body it and breathe it in give it to them through your eyes and through your heart and then they'll know we hear the cricket the cicada growing in the background life continuing growing death birth rebirth Out through our mouth, the cycle. The role you play in the mistakes you make and the successes you have. Love them and listen now as the tension and crescendo builds. Allow it to grow inside you as you breathe in and out. Feel it. What is speaking to you right now? Just listen. Is it a word, a feeling? What is speaking to you? Accept that gift planted in your heart your next breath On your exhale thank yourself for this time and wiggle your fingers and toes and open your eyes when you feel ready and bring ourselves back as we close the meditation
0: that reminds me of when I'm in Shavasana in a yoga class and they're like wiggle your toes, turn on your side I'm like nope I never I'm do. A, I'm, I gonna, yeah. <laughs> I'm always I'm like. That's y- I'm going to ride like, this for now until people keep coming in for the next yeah.
1: <laughs> I know it's it's so so amazing that uh, how we have to cultivate, myself included. I mean, I'm a go 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 kind of person, and what is just behind those layers, just right there, you know, that idea that it's no further away than our next breath. It's kind of a choice. I just have to. Point that ship and say, okay, my next breath, it's going to be one where I feel what it means to feel infinite or love or relaxed. There's no other way. I mean, no one, it's rare that you slip and fall into it. It happens, mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. but it's there for you, like peeling an onion, it's right there.
0: There's a, there's a song lyric that you have one breath away. Is it your new album that I was listening to? Or is it, um, uh, yeah, like maybe the other
1: I've say, i say that phrase comes up a lot for me. So now it's like one of those uh, truths that I've been saying. So now it's, I'm not even sure where it's, <laughs> it's from anymore. Uh, yeah. well, well in grandmother's fear, I think that same song, I think I say that, do you want to know what enlightenment is? And then uh, yeah. I take a breath. And that is the answer. Like that was what I discovered in the ayahuasca ceremonies. It like, it's just, and I say, it's like, it's essentially in your next breath it, and it's no further away than that. And that was my big revelation. Like I don't have to sweep the ashram for 30 years. Um, I could, all choices are valid, but uh, I don't have to, it's right there. And I'm going to fall in and out of it all the time. But it's realizing that, oh, I experience that all the time. I might be washing dishes or I mean, the mundane can become so beautiful when your life, when you say your life becomes a meditation, that's what I, that's what it means for me or my life becomes a ceremony. It doesn't mean that I'm like that annoying guy who's always like, hello, how are you? Thank you. (laughs) Uh, It means that uh, the the veil is thinner or that I'm able to fall in and out of it uh, a lot as opposed to just when I sit or something or just when, you know, I, you know, in those really heightened sacred moments, it's like, what if it's all sacred? It's all animistic. Like you said, everything's alive, everything, even then the things like that you don't want or the things that you're like, this isn't sacred. Like this is the shit and the guts and the fights. It's like Mm. that too, you know, my, just my partner was doing a tantra. Uh, hope she's not Upset if I say this, but they're doing a like a teaching weekend, and it was all about non-duality and like, you know, the thing, the big thing. And at the very end of it, they were doing a static dance outside in the park because of COVID, and this woman just immediately like lit into them, like, "I'm calling the cops! You don't have a permit!" You know, full rage, which is terrible. But to me, because I I wasn't there, so I'm not identified with the whole emotions of it. I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah, of course, it seems perfect. It's like, that's the other, that's part of it. That's, there's the God uh, in the disgusting, ugly, like triggering rage. Um, Like, what does that feel like to be like, oh, what if it's all, we view it all as a song note singing to me? Mm. Sometimes that's really annoying and hard, but it's like, it's a perspective shift and it's all just perspective shifts
0: and so many ceremonies will teach you that especially ayahuasca ceremonies where there'll be puking and shitting and chaos and people who are so beautiful yeah (laughs) yeah they all all of the guidance will be whatever happens in your ceremony (laughs) is part of your ceremony and embrace that and love that too it's happening for you not to you and in that same way that ecstatic dance is of course a ceremony of its own and to embrace and and like embrace that energy that's coming through there and love that too. That is, well, this is non-duality final exam you right nailed here. it.
1: You nailed it. Yeah. And, yeah. and there's, there's like infinite flavors of ice cream and you don't have to like them all. Like, it's just like, there's so much creation. It's like, who said that you're supposed to be into all of it? It's like, I don't really like mainstream country music, but it's like, you know, that's okay. You know, mm-hmm. I don't have to. Like,
0: <laughs> yeah. uh, but you're not we, going to, you're not going to country concerts and throwing eggs at some. I am not.
1: Know, no. one. I'm playing not the fiddle. Like that. And that's like not being this evangelical type thing. It's like there, there are many roads to Rome and let's honor that. And when people are causing harm and so forth uh, and injustice, should we step in? Of course. Uh, but there's a difference between saying like, I'm right and you're wrong and saying like, sort of like hey this is destructive we can move this in a better direction or it's like there's an inclusivity that could be brought into that conversation that is unavoidable because at the end of the day it is all those things there isn't one or the other we can't just say it's my way or the highway we've tried that many times in history and it it never lasts so maybe, maybe maybe that's what's happening maybe we're moving through some kind of generational transition that has to do with like extreme inclusivity and these are the beginning stages of that. I mean, I, I don't know, you know, I'm just spitballing, but it seems like there's an inevitable path that we can't avoid that.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I think we're all very oppressive to ourself. We're always shoulding and always yeah. expecting ourselves to be some way. And so to actually free ourselves from the oppression of the self, sometimes we need to see the oppression in the world as well. It's all... You know as within so without all of these Mm -hmm. things are happening we're oppressing the self we're oppressing other people other people are more oppressive than some other people but it's all the this force of oppression that's now becoming we're becoming aware and i think the key thing you know to to kind of wrap this up the beautiful thing that mushrooms have given me and a lot of these medicines have given me is a glimpse of that thing that i can choose i don't know if i would even known what was possible to choose without mushrooms and some of these medicines and transformational practices showing me what I'm actually able, capable of choosing. Like, I don't, I don't think I could understand non-duality. Maybe theoretically I could, but I couldn't yeah, feel neither. it. Yeah. I couldn't feel it without these tools. But now that I've felt it, I'm like, okay, now I do have the agency to choose that. And that's what, you know, Tom Brown in the book Awakening Spirits, he was trying to figure out what is the thing? How do you get to these states where you find this, feel this unicity. And he's like, oh, it's choice. But I think the choice requires the knowledge of, and the felt, the gnosis of that experience. And, you know, that's the beauty of uh, medicine ceremony.
1: Couldn't agree more. And when I said I wouldn't be here without those medicine ceremonies, it's also just because they give you a felt experience that you can't argue with in the sense that, I mean, it just happened. It's like, that's what happened. And it's, they show you things just like you were saying that I don't think I could have really known were true. And what a gift that is to be able to be able to actually like blast through and see these things and feel these things that are ineffable and, and way above these octaves of the operating system that we're in. And I'm grateful for that because it provides a kind of motivation. It's almost like a, a little cheat code or something to be like, all right, we'll give you a little taste, you know, but the tastes are all around us, you know, they really are. Mm. I mean, every time I see a rainbow or something, I'm just like, are you kidding? Like, like <laughs> this just happens. This is part of like this whole thing. You know, it's just like, there's so many of these things. Like, what do we need to be like, how <laughs> asleep do we have to be to be like, hello? It's right there. It's everywhere. Oh my God. So yeah, I, I feel you man. Yeah. I feel taste, you, a,
0: taste a ripe mango. Yeah. <laughs> be yeah, like, really? Yeah. You're overdoing it here. like this We can have much. orgasms? Wait, you was like, <laughs> like this is crazy.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Totally, man. Totally. Well, this has been a true pleasure, brother. Uh spores and music for mushrooms both available wherever music wherever music. Wherever hits. you listen
1: to music or at Eastforce.org <laughs> is where I sell like the vinyl and stuff right now. And um yeah, that's where the podcast is and I'm on Instagram and all those things I want to get off, but it's like,
0: that's a whole nother conversation. Yeah, (laughs) we'll talk about that one another time. Also, you have these really, I don't know if you're still selling them, but really cool scents um, that smell fucking amazing. And then you have these little ceremony in a box kits. um, Those are
1: sold out for now, but I do still sell the perfume oils because I started using scents in ceremony concerts. I do these ceremony concerts I've been doing them virtually, but when I was doing them in the real world and we use sense because the olfactory system really connects memory to an experience. And anyway, I developed them to wear for myself and my girlfriend. And then everyone kept asking like, oh my God, what's that smell? Like strangers on the street, be like, excuse me, um, what does that <laughs> smell? <laughs> and so we started just putting it online. And so that's just weird. I sell perfume oils on <laughs> eastforce.org and my dad and, and- ships them out. And uh, my nephew makes them, and I make them sometimes. We and know, I, try I would to awesome not them. have
0: mentioned that if I wasn't <laughs> genuinely endorsing those as, as really really good. amazing. Yeah, I mean, they're great. Yeah, yeah, man. Well, tell you tell your family to maybe make a few extra ones before this podcast. I know we got to stock up because they're um, good, and I'm I'm gonna have to buy some myself as well. <laughs> well, thank yeah, you for everything thanks. you do, brother. It's been uh, you're a uh, you're a constant guide, both with your wisdom and with your music, and um. And everything that you've offered and put out there so just the utmost gratitude for our exactly. friendship and brotherhood and uh and for just you being you man
1: yeah i love walking this walk with
0: you so thanks for having me absolutely thank you so much everybody peace thanks for tuning in to east forest and i i hope you guys enjoyed this conversation as much as i did and as we mentioned his new album spores is out on spotify right now and i encourage you guys to check it out i'll see you next week